radioinfluence.com. Join us and savor the flavor, the flavor of Tampa Bay. Savor the flavor, the flavor of Tampa Bay. What's in style, what's ornate, hear what's great on the plate. Savor the flavor, the flavor of Tampa Bay. Where to go, what's the scene, where's the greatest cuisine? Savor the flavor, the flavor of Tampa Bay. Hello everybody, this is Ian Beckles and welcome back to Flavor of Tampa Bay. This is your podcast that uh, tells you guys of all the cool places to eat in the Bay Area, um, talk about a little bit of entertaining, um, and just food in general. We're just all about food, and when we talk food, I'd like to bring um, my right-hand person, Miss Tracy Guida, Forking Around Town. How are you? I am good, just trying to stay dry on this rainy day. Yeah, tell me about it. <laughs> uh, rain is not usually good for restaurants. You know, I own a restaurant. I own a Blimpy. Uh, it's not really, I don't even know if you call Blimpy a restaurant, but uh, when I own a Blimpy and it rained, you're SOL. People do not leave their house. Does it, I know you, you work at Eats. Does it affect Eats? Sometimes. Actually, Uber Eats is what really uh, gets... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Oh, yeah. Uber Eats is really busy and all those delivery services. But I find that the rain actually brings people in. Really? Yeah. I think it's something about comfort food. I mean, depending on the restaurant, they want to go hunker down somewhere and drink. Well, that makes sense. Well, some, something like Blimpy, people are going to get a quick lunch and get out. Right. So they don't want to leave their office. They want to you know, sit they somewhere. They want to sit somewhere. Yeah. So it definitely doesn't help with that situation. Um, so you're, you're always moving around town. I get, I get a chance to get around, but not nearly as much as you do, it seems like. You've seen me out four or five times a week at different uh, different events. Uh, any cool ones you've been to lately? This past week, I went to the Left Bank Bistro in St. Pete, a French bistro. Never even heard of it. Very, very good. It's on Martin Luther King, kind of close to downtown, not too okay. far away. Delicious. Oh, it was Everything was incredible. I ran into a gentleman I used to work with back in the day at Bonefish, who was my general manager at the time. Mm-hmm. We had so many different dishes. And you, you like French cuisine. Of course. I imagine. Course. Don't ask me yeah. to pronounce anything, okay? Oh, I could do the pronunciations. Right. I, I don't. Cook, I can't. I don't cook a lot of French. <laughs> I don't really, I don't really know a lot of French cuisine. Like if you say name me French cuisine, I don't really know it offhand. I just think Julia Child. Yeah, Julia, Julia Child. Is Julia Child French? No, but she studied in France. Oh, okay. You need to see the movie. I told you we had this discussion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her voice is a little bit much for me. I know it becomes a little <laughs> bit much, so I probably won't be watching that movie. Uh, I'm not really a movie person, anyways, uh, anymore. I think as I get older, I'm just uh, I can't sit down. I can't right. sit down for two hours, unfortunately. So we um, we have our building here, Flavor of Tampa Bay, that we've had for a while. Tracy has her office in here. We do a lot of work in here. And uh, we actually are going to have some pretty big news coming up in the new year. And you're going to hear it for the first time here on the podcast. Oh, I'm excited. Yes. Um, uh, Antoine from Daily Dose, who right. has wonderful food down, down the road, uh, formerly the uh, Smoke Shack turned into Daily Dose. Um, he's not happy with his lease over there. And he's actually going to be moving Daily Dose here. That's incredible. It is incredible. I love their food. They have excellent food. They got great breakfast food, great lunch food as well. But we're not going to turn this into a restaurant. It's more of a meeting place. So he's going to put his food truck out front. 
And, you know, he's going to be cooking all the same things he cooks from his restaurant out for the food truck. And you're going to be able to come in here and do business and, and eat in here. So it's going to be it's going to be a good feel. I like that. Yeah, it's going to be a good feel. A lot more people rolling through here. And uh, it's good to have Antoine, who I initially met Chef Antoine at Timpano. Then I met him at Cask and both places I love. I still do. Um, and then he went to Daily Dose and he started open the Daily Dose restaurants uh, all around the Bay Area. So uh, we're look to be one of the, uh, the latest hubs and um, being right here on West Shore and uh, and Gandhi it's a pretty busy area it's a busy here. intersection yes. <laughs> and there's really nowhere if you look if you start on West Shore from Gandhi and you start looking back towards Kennedy from here to all the way Kennedy there's really nowhere to get coffee no, there's not. There's nowhere really to get no. breakfast either. So this can be a nice place where people stop by and get a nice, a nice breakfast. Now I, I know I was invited. Uh, it might have been last week or the week before. I was invited to a grand opening, Chicho Cali. Yes. Did you go to that? I did. And uh, I know Jeff Gigante and uh, Jimmy. Those are my people. They seem to be opening places every week, everywhere. How, how was that actually? It was great. Um, it was a little bit crowded since it was a media lunch. I'm so sure, yeah. sometimes those things are a little hard to gauge because everyone's kind of pushing and shoving mm. and it's just overflowing. But the food was great. I definitely need to get back over there once mm. my schedule calms down a little bit. My favorite, one of my favorite things on their menu is they have wellness lattes. So they have different beverages made with like almond milk, coconut okay. milk, all kinds of stuff. You have to really look at their menu to see, but mm -hmm. that's something that's very different. They've got fantastic mimosas, really a California flair, mm -hmm. which of course that's I you. love. And that's you through, through and through. I, I'm actually on a different regimen, a different diet. I started up a, a diet with Tampa Rejuvenation uh, last week. I'm going, actually right after this podcast, I'm going to weigh in. So I'll cross my, cross my fingers. So no breakfast at Daily Dose? Uh, not today. Darn it. Normally. Normally, <laughs> right. I, I, normally I go to Daily Dose and I have my... Um, Two uh, two eggs over easy and four egg whites. So so I I got a little bit of food. You just got to eat the right food. That's the thing. And with this type of rejuvenation, it's really. You know, diet's not rocket science. No. There's certain things you're supposed <laughs> to eat and certain things you're not supposed to eat. And uh, the long and short of it is if it tastes really, really good, put it down. <laughs> if it tastes really, really good, it's probably not good for you. It's probably not good for a diet. But it, everything in moderation, obviously. But I'm all about protein and veggies and fruit right now for the next little while. So you'll see me eating at Rue. Um, I go ahead and get the smoked burger and the uh, blackened shrimp. And, and yesterday they made me some greens, mm -hmm. and the greens weren't wilted. They were almost too perfect, <laughs> partially cooked, and, oh, they were, okay. and they were excellent. Like I usually like greens that are cooked for hours and hours and hours, and you can tell by the consistency of the greens. It wasn't really, it wasn't cooked for a long time, but I really, I really enjoyed it. So it's all, it's all about learning, learning as we go. And I saw on Facebook they have some new menu items coming out. They're doing some stuff, aren't they? That's actually uh, uh, Roger and Suzanne were there a couple of days ago when I was there, and I think they said. The new menu may come out today, actually. Okay. So I may I may scoop by there for lunch and see what's Good going idea. on. I hate to to miss anything going on out there. That's that's for sure. Now, um, your 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 pizza people, because you have tattoos on you that a pizza. I have one, yeah. one, one for now. Maybe well, another you, one for the new if year. Somebody says, "Do you know a pizza person?" I'm going to say, "I'm going to say you." Me, because right. you know, it's you know, it's your thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Pizza's not wings are my thing. 
I got other things. Pizza too. and wings together are a great well, combination. Yeah, well, well, pizza and everything are wings and everything. Right. So wings are pretty easy. So I know you represent a few different products. Uh, I hear you talk about New York, New York pizza. Now, where is that? They're, they have several locations. There's one in Ebor on 7th Avenue. Mm-hmm. They have, let's see, Riverview, Wesley Chapel, South Tampa on Howard, the airport. Where on Howard? Close to Swan. So okay. going towards um, the lodge. Okay. I haven't actually been to that location. Okay. So, I mean, I, I'm trying to picture the, even the sign. I can't even really picture New York, New York pizza, but I heard it's, I heard it's excellent. It's pizza. fantastic. I go to the one in Ebor all the time, okay. and they have some really exciting stuff coming up for the new year, which yeah. I'm not going to say just yet, but okay. it'll be another topic. Well, keep keep us posted. New York, New York pizza. I know you do stuff with Paul's Chicago Pizza. They're one of my favorites which as well. Is was is a fantastic pizza, but not just fantastic pizza, fantastic food in general. And the staff. Every time yeah, I go there, so nice. they're yeah. like family. Yeah. And they remember your names. That helps. And Paul, just a big, lovable dude. Right. Um, just a nice guy. Very nice. You know, it's, it, it helps when you go to somebody's restaurant and they're nice people. Um, I went to Cafe Chibo the other day and a Big Frankie from Cafe Chibo walked in, gave me a big hug, sat me down. He goes, you like wine? I go, of course I like wine. <laughs> so, you know, before, I didn't even order anything. And he put a bottle of wine on my table. You know, that's the kind of thing that you remember, you know, going right. forward. We all have choices where we can, where we can go and, and eat. I know Blackjack Pizza is another place that uh, I hear you talking about as well. Place that I, that I love. Kind of more of a takeout place. Definitely takeout. Yeah. But Delivery. Good, good if, you're having a foot, if you're having a football game. Yeah. When I have football people over here, I'll order some Blackjack Pizza and people will be like, where is that pizza from? That uh, thick, you know, thick crust Detroit style pizza. So, um, pizza is your friend. It's not going to be my friend for the next few little while because you know, protein and veggies and well, fruit. You need to try cauliflower crust pizza. I, oh, you've had it. I will. You've had it. I, I, I don't think I've ever had it at a restaurant. Actually, New York, my, New York has it. Do they really? Oh yeah. My daughter makes it at home, and it's it's excellent. It is excellent. It's really, I mean. In a way, it's almost as good as a regular crust. Almost, I didn't say. I didn't say completely. Not completely. You know what day it is today? You know what national day it is today? I don't. I it haven't is, looked. I'm slacking. You haven't looked. <laughs> uh, it's every day is a national something. Right. But and I've never seen National Cauliflower Day. Oh, then I need to have it's cauliflower more, crust pizza. It, well, I mean, I've never seen national really any day of any healthy food. Well, cauliflower can be unhealthy. Well, anything can be unhealthy <laughs> if you saying, put but, cheese and butter on it. Right, and that's kind of what I'm thinking right okay. now. Okay, well, that's I, I do like cheese and butter. Um, it is National Cookie Day today, and um, I don't know anybody that doesn't like cookies. I don't either. I don't think I don't, mm-hmm. I don't I don't I don't think you can be trusted if you don't like cookies. Um, where's a good place to get cookies off the top of your head? I was I was just thinking today. Where's a good place in Tampa Bay to get good cookies? I like Bacon Babes and the Hall on Franklin. Okay, I'm not. They've been got there. some unique, always something different. Dats has humongous yeah, cookie or yeah, dough. I'm sorry, dough, actually, yeah, Dats yeah, has yeah. them too, but sure, primarily yeah. dough. Um, the Bacon Babes they sell to restaurants too, right? I'm not really sure. I know they're a location at you know inside the Hall on mm-hmm. Franklin and known pretty for their girls, desserts. Pretty young girls. There's several that work there. Because yeah. I want to say. That my son says that they 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 give the the desserts for for duckies maybe they may be they might they might, they might do that so because I definitely heard of bacon bays before I'm gonna give you a place where I like to get uh, cookies and it might be somewhere you won't think of Double Tree Hotel. Oh, no, no, because you know the, Tailgate uh, Tony. Uh, oh, well, that's his thing? He works there oh, and oh, he always brings me cookies. Double Tree Hotel is the, the tin can of cookies. Fan. Yeah. 
fantastic. They are delicious. So yeah. yes, we used to uh, our our way games when I was in Philadelphia with the Eagles. We used to stay at DoubleTree hotels, and that used to be the highlight of the right. week. Almost, you get your cookie and you mm-hmm. go steal steal other couple people's cookies. But they used to put the cookies instead of giving you a cookie, they put rows of cookies. Right. <laughs> and then we're about to eat, play a game tomorrow, so you'd be amazed how many cookies a football player can eat on a Saturday night imagine. before a game because I was a guy that I used to wake up on Sunday morning mm-hmm. and not eat. Like I wouldn't eat at all because I like to feel light for a game. Right. So Saturday night, I'm I'm inhaling hamburgers, cookies, and doing everything to get you know the, 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 the calories the in you. And those double tree cookies to me have a wonderful consistency and uh, they they're absolutely fabulous. Well, next time I get some from Tony, I no, don't bring me. Any. I, I won't share them with don't you. Bring me any. I'll eat them in front of you, <laughs> but you I won't go. share them with oh, you. Oh, thank you. That's very nice of you. <laughs> um, Christmas is coming up. We just finished Thanksgiving. Uh, I went through the whole rigmarole of Thanksgiving. Uh, Christmas, you guys are big, big meal thing for Christmas, or you just kind of... For me, it depends. I really like to do the traditional... Italian dinner on Christmas Eve. Okay. Feast of the Seven Fishes. Lots okay. of seafood I, options. Okay, I've heard of this. I'm not Italian, as I don't I don't look Italian, but the the Feast of the Seven Fishes. You don't really have seven fishes, do you? Well, you can. I mean, it's possible, depending on your family, too. I mean, when I was growing up, my dad would always have lots of friends over for mm-hmm. Christmas Eve dinner, and he would make all kinds of stuff. And now it's just me and my kids, so mm-hmm. it's a little different. And actually, this year they're going to be with their dad on Christmas Eve, so I really don't know what I'm going to do. I'm not going to be cooking for myself. Okay, well. <laughs> I'm going to probably find a place to go eat. Yeah, that's that's the way to do it. Um, we usually do turkey, obviously, for Thanksgiving, and I normally do a prime rib for uh, for Christmas. Right. Um, do it on the big green egg, you know, with some herbs and right. some butter and all those kind of things. It's kind of hard to ruin a prime rib. Or it's hard for me to ruin a prime rib on a. I would uh, probably ruin it. Uh, well, it's it's <laughs> it's hard to ruin a prime rib. I mean, I'm just speaking because I I deal with meat a lot, but it's all about temperature. As long as you sear the outside and put a nice crust on it, uh, it's all about the temperature inside. So, you know, what we're going to do on this podcast is every week we're going to come out and we're going to give you guys a recipe. And uh, do you have a recipe for us this week? I do. And I mean, it's not my own, but it's something that everybody loves. So, what recipe is your own? Honestly, what recipe did you make up? I've come up with a few things like the San Francisco burger it eats. That's mine. But it all starts with somebody else's idea. Well, that, I don't know. I mean, it's a burger. I mean, you can do anything with it. I've got some. There you go. But um, I went to an ugly sweater brunch with a lot of local Tampa influencers a couple weeks ago, and so we all had to bring a dish. And I brought bacon wrapped little smokies, which are addicting. Okay. I used to make them for tailgates all the time. And little and smokies are what again? They're little hot dogs. Okay. I know like you Vienna sausages. <laughs> pretty much, you can get them in the bacon section. Okay. At Publix. Does so it all, say Vienna sausage? No, it says Little Smokies. <laughs> I know we had this discussion. You've never heard of that before. <laughs> never. And is it a regional thing? No, they're all, it's all over the country. I've never heard of Little Smokies yeah, before. Yeah, they have turkey, beef. Okay. They even have one stuffed with cheddar. Okay. It's like little hot dogs. So it's real simple. You just can buy like a one pound pack, take a packet of bacon. I usually get a maple bacon. And then you take the bacon strip, you cut it into thirds, and then you wrap each little smoky in bacon. Mm-hmm. And then you line them up in a pan, like a nine by 13. Keep them kind of nice and snug together. And then a lot of recipes that I found on the internet, they use a ton of brown sugar. I use maybe three quarters of a cup. Okay. And just sprinkle, sprinkle the top with up. brown mm-hmm. sugar. You bake it in the oven at 350 for about 45 minutes or once the bacon gets crispy and 
periodically I'll take some of the bacon grease as they're baking mm. and kind of glaze over Make the top. Sure, yeah. And that's it. Let them cool and they're addicting. I'm Super a, easy for the I'm holidays. I'm going to tell you something that maybe you should add to it. Not trying to, not trying to no, do anything good. with your recipe. It's your recipe. You might want to sprinkle a little sriracha on that. Oh yeah, I should try that. You know, because I've 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 done maybe uh, sriracha powder or actual sriracha. Uh, oh, either or, either or, because I I've done um, maple sriracha bacon. Before, oh yeah, that would be really. And, good. Or you know, I just put brown sugar on bacon and then I put sriracha and then I bake it off and it's it's absolutely fabulous. Well, I'll make some of those and bring them in for you to eat. Okay, that's protein. I can eat the protein. Okay, that's all right. I got gotcha. you. light light on the brown sugar. Um, I've done some uh, competition uh, barbecuing before. I actually uh, won number one in pig jig for, for ribs way back when. Uh, won a couple other other competitions. I, I actually enjoy going into these barbecue competitions. They take all damn day, but they're, they're fun. They're fulfilling. Um, so everybody always asks me, how do you cook your ribs? So... You know, I, I always want to say nothing's rocket science, but it, there's a science to everything. And I, once again, I stole it from somebody just like everybody does. I was watching a show on competition ribs, and the guy says, he goes, this is, you can't miss this way. And um, it seems pretty easy. Whatever ribs you like, um, I like baby back. I like all the ribs, actually. And this will work with every rib but a, a beef rib. A beef rib just doesn't cook like it, like the other ribs. So say you get baby back ribs. Um, you want to um, put the rub on it uh, liberally. There's a lot, lot of rub on one side, just the meat side. Uh, I have a big green egg, so that's where I go by. But I get my big green egg to 250 degrees, uh, get the smoke going. So I cook it for two hours on indirect heat. So you're cooking it with the smoke. After the two hours, it'll look, it'll have a different color on it. You want to wrap it for two hours uh, in tin foil and then put it on the direct heat. So you're actually cooking it like an oven, sort of, and kind of right. smoking it. Um, so after those two hours, when you open up the foil, the the meat's going to look a little looser, like it's been mm. kind of steaming. Um, then you want to take it out, and you want to put it on the indirect heat again for another hour. Because it loosens up the meat, and when you put it back on the indirect heat, it kind of tightens it back up. Because when you do competition ribs... Unlike when you go to somebody's house and you eat their ribs and some, they're falling off the bone and they're delicious. Mm -hmm. When you do a competition, you can't have falling off the They got to be cut perfect and they got to be in perfect lines and all that kind of stuff. So the meat has to be kind of firm. So that last hour on the indirect heat is a perfect time. And then when you take the ribs off the, of the grill, let them sit for about 10 minutes and to let the, you know, the juices settle, then cut them and then, then rock and roll. So for those of you that, um, you know, aspire to cook wonderful ribs, uh, I hope you can rewind this and go back and write it down because that's what I do. I, when, I'm, when I'm watching diners, drive-ins, and dives or watching the Food Channel, uh, I'll watch something and I'll see somebody, somebody cooks and I'll go, that looks amazing. I'll rewind it and I'll write down the recipe. And that's really basically what my recipe book is. That's what it consists yeah. of, other people's stuff. Now, yeah. you have a recipe book? I actually do. I have a bunch of family recipes. I actually wrote them down from when I was a very young girl. Okay. I still have, yeah, all really? kinds of stuff. I do. I have lots of cookbooks, but I love my little recipe book filled okay. with family gems. You should see my recipe books. Oh, it's weird. I think I've seen it. Yeah, it's, it's like a binder. It's a binder. It's okay. a pink binder with stuff just overflowing out That's of it. That's how it should be. And it doesn't really make any sense. There's, there's no rhyme or reason to, to the whole thing. Now, I like to, you know, to be prepared for shows, I like to uh, Google 
some things sometimes and see what comes on and comes up. And I Googled hot new Tampa Bay restaurants just to see what was going right. to come, just to see what was going to come up. Tell me if you know anything about these restaurants, because I've literally not heard of them, but they're going to be on my list of places to go. Have you heard of Loli's Mexican Cravings? Yes, actually kind of by the airport, I think on really? Benjamin Road. I have not been there, but I've been stalking them on Instagram and I love, I love Mexican food. I, well, you see, I think that's my thing is I don't love Mexican food. Oh. It's the weirdest thing. Like everybody, You're crazy. I know. Everybody <laughs> well, craves Mexican you food. You probably like, haven't had real authentic Mexican food. It's not, it's hard to find in Tampa. There are a few places. Yeah. But. See what, well, being from, being from Montreal, Canada. Right. I wasn't exposed to Mexican food like at mm-hmm. all. Like right. I don't. I can't even. I think Chi-Chi's was the only Mexican no, restaurant. Yeah, no, no, and that's, that's not Mexican food. No. Okay, no. so you're from California, so right. you were exposed to legitimate Mexican food. Yeah. Well, here, here's a little funny story about me, or little tidbit. Mm. I speak Spanish fluently. A lot of people don't know that. I did not know that. I grew up in a huge Mexican community. It was just because, you know, California, Silicon Valley. And I worked in restaurants from a very young age and I actually wanted to be a Spanish teacher. So that's originally what I went to school for. And I actually dove right in. I went to Mexico several times when I was very young with actual, you know, people from Mm -hmm. Mexico and they took me to the deep parts of Mexico where you wouldn't find any tourists and I learned a lot. No, no doubt. Yeah. Well, I, I, I never really thought about it, but, um, um, there's no reason for a lot of Mexican people to be in Canada. Right. You, I never thought about it, but Canada's <laughs> far from Mexico. It is, it is far. I mean, you're not going to traverse the whole United States no. to, jump, to jump over another border to go to another country. So, like, I right. literally grew up with no Mexican people, and there was no Mexican restaurants. Right. Like, when you talk about Asian food, uh, when you talk about um, African food or West Indian food, I mean, we had legitimate... You know, people from those countries cooking that. I just I missed the whole the whole Mexican thing. So Loli's Mexican cravings. Um, well, we'll be looking to that. Let me see if you heard about this one. And this one came up two or three different times. Um, and I'm gonna, I don't know if I'm going to pronounce it right. Razo Indian cuisine. R A S O I. No, I have not heard of okay, that. Okay, well that came up. When I Googled it, and then I looked at the uh, Tampa Bay Times Top 50 Restaurants, and it was on that, too. Where is it? Uh, that's a good question. I'm going to look that up. Okay. But Laura Riley says it's on Top 5 and 50, and uh, I know you don't want to question Laura Riley. You know Laura Riley? I do. I know. I've met her a couple times. I don't Very think nice. I know her. Uh, she, seems, she seems like cool people. And the last one that I have here, and this one seemed about as interesting as can be, and it was on Cass, which is obviously not too far from here. Hooch and Hive. Yes. You've heard of that? I actually drove by it the other day. Really? Mm-hmm. What did it look like from the outside? Just a building. I just kind of drove by and yeah. I saw it and I thought, oh man, I've heard it. I need to go there. Well, they have pre-prohibition cocktails, right. which I guess would be like uh, 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 Ciro's. Ciro's. Like a speakeasy right. kind of thing. Um, and you know what their menu is inspired by? What's that? Honey. Honey. I've never yeah. heard of a restaurant inspired by honey before. I like it already. Okay, so uh, we got <laughs> we, we got to figure out some field trips yes, ahead definitely. over there and um, and uh, check out the uh, hooch and hive and you know we're we're gonna try to hit up all these restaurants in the Bay Area and that's that's what this is all about. Uh, that's what Flavor of Tampa Bay is all about. And uh, if anybody has some really cool restaurants they they, they know of that want to get us exposed to it, you could email me Ian Beckles at radioinfluence.com if anybody wants to get in touch with you how they get in touch with you follow me on instagram at forking around town there you go and i'm always <laughs> available on all the uh, social media outlets at ian beckles and uh you know, listen i don't if you want to 
Find out my politics. Don't go to my social media. If you want to find out what I eat, uh, go to my social media. I'm just either eating or hanging out, and that's really about it. There ain't much else going on. Any Anything big going on this weekend? Any, uh, any big uh, festivals or anything? I'm going to an art show on Saturday night. Now, is that an open art show? I'm not sure. I'm sure it is. I can find out for you. Okay. Did you, were you invited to it? I was invited. Okay. Well, I'm going to make some phone calls because yeah. I don't like to not be invited to nothing. And I might have to call some peoples and see if I can sneak my way up in that one. That's right show. up your alley. Yeah, it really is. And it's Jason Skeldon who's yes. doing it? And, wh- and where is it? Our show it's again? an Ebor. Okay. Well, that's not, yeah. I'm not too scared of Ebor. I'm not too scared. Oh, no. So I'm definitely going to check that out maybe this weekend. And uh, I'm sure we'll be uh, indulging in some other beautiful foods. And we'll be back next week talking to you guys about food in the Bay Area. And this has been Flavor of Tampa Bay. Thank you, Tracy. Thank you. And thank you, everybody, for listening. Have a wonderful week and go out and eat something delicious. I know I'm going to. Peace out. Join us and savor the flavor. The flavor of Tampa Bay. Savor the flavor. The flavor of Tampa Bay. What's in style? What's ornate? Hear what's great on the plate. Savor the flavor. The flavor of Tampa where to go? What's the scene? Where's the greatest cuisine? Savor the flavor, the flavor of Tampa Bay. This is a forking around town with Tracy Guida Quick Fix on Radio Influence. Anthony is from Time to Eat Right, and the first time I had him on my podcast, we talked about different meal plans and how if you're trying to lose weight, it's all about eating right. So, of course... I'm always out eating. So after, I think a month after we recorded for the first time, I went ahead and got on his program and it was incredible. The first week I lost seven pounds. I should say seven pounds of pizza probably. (laughs) more accurate. So I wanted to kind of ask you, um, maybe just kind of give a refresher on the eating program and tell me how can someone who is just indulging during the holidays, like what do you recommend for them to kind of ease back into getting back on track with their health and weight goals? Got you. Um, So I'm with you, right? We're a meal plan company. We deliver uh, all the way from Orlando um, to Clearwater, uh, Largo area. We're going into uh, Sarasota, Bradenton right now. We're trying to grow that market. We're uh, doing shipping right now, too. We're shipping to a couple customers, so um, we're, we're growing pretty fast. Um, but as far as like the holidays go, I would say eat what you want, but... Just be in, just do it in moderation. There's no reason to eat all of the stuffing or, you know, the whole pie. Like, you know, have fun because if not, then what is life, you know, worth living? So um, everything you can do in moderation. And it's just that you don't have to eat bad the whole day. Maybe one of those meals you're having a holiday dinner, but... You know, you don't have to eat bad the whole entire day. Um, And then after the holidays, you know, get back in the regimen. It's not really hard. You can't, you guys can't call it, like, no one can call it a diet. It has to be called a lifestyle. It has to be something you want to live. Forking Around Town with Tracy Guida can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and RadioInfluence.com.